Welcome to Real Talk with Real Fit Pros Podcast, where fitness professionals learn to get with their work. With over 15 years experience, Jonathan Loudermilk shares his expertise on helping fit pros work smarter, earn more, and build a business that they love. Tune in and learn from real fit pros on how to get what you're worth through social media, business strategies, and proven sales strategies. Without further ado, enjoy this episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. It's your boy, Jonathan Lattermilk, your host with the most, and I've got a damn good guest on today. I'm super excited to unpack her story. Um, she actually reached out to us uh, through a publisher to get connected on our podcast, checked out a few episodes. So I'm really excited to be able to unpack her story. And, and once again, we're going to extract some gold nuggets for y'all tuned in today. However, before I uh, introduce our esteemed guest, if this is your first time tuning in, I just want you to kick back, relax, enjoy the show. Your gift to us is that you're taking time out of your valuable day to tune into this episode. However, if this is your second, your third, your fourth, your fifth, your umpteenth time, you know what I need you to do. I need you to like and subscribe. I need you to share this on social media. Even better yet, take this episode, text it, DM it to a fellow Fit Pro because they need to hear what's going to be shared in this episode today. It truly supports the mission that I'm on, which is to help our Fit Pro bros and sisters get what they're worth in every area of their life. Yeah, yeah. So... With that being said, I want to introduce our esteemed guest today. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Amy Wilson, who is a board-certified geriatric pharmacist. Well, that's a mouthful. We're definitely going to talk about that. Um, a certified fitness professional and a certified nutrition coach using the Faster Way to Fast Loss platform, who is disrupting the diet industry and helping her clients take their health back. Amy's mission is to empower and equip her clients to take charge of their health and find balance in their lives. With over 30 years of experience, oh, we're going high digits on this. Um, Amy specializes in developing indiv individualized health plans that navigate through her clients' individual barriers, allowing them to be successful in their efforts. Amy is passionate about helping people prevent and reverse disease with nutrition and fitness. Through her personal and professional experience, she has seen firsthand how diet and exercise can change a person's life and how the right nutrition program could be the key to improving their health and fitness. She's seen her clients reverse pre-diabetes, uh, pre diabetes, high cholesterol, and more. She is driven to help her clients feel in control of their body and mind while no longer feeling enslaved by the scale. I love that. Amy, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me. I am I am just excited to be here. Yeah. Wow. You have a very impressive resume in 30 years. Like I just want a little golf clap for doing that. Cause you know, we, we we've joked about this numerous times on the show. Um, like we get into fitness because we love it, right? Like nobody gets into fitness business because it's like, I want to make a bunch of money. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like mm -hmm. those people don't make it. Now, not to say mm -hmm. that you can't make great money and be successful, but it's a very passion driven business. So for you to be in the industry for 30 years, like that's just a testament to like who you are and that you're in it for the right reasons. So I think that's awesome. Well, thank you. I absolutely love, I, I love the fitness industry and I love the people I've met along the way. And I wouldn't have met people um, without, I mean, some of my best friends have been instructors, personal trainers and, and clients and students. So I would not have met them if it wasn't for the fitness industry. Yeah, and I I totally agree with that. It's changed my life. So so I think a great starting point for this is like 
30 years is like quite the time frame to go through. So, so I want you to do your best to like, let's go back to the beginning, like where you first started, which once again, 30 years ago is a totally different landscape before social media, before all the different things going on. So I'd love to hear that journey of getting started. And then let's kind of just go through your story up to where you're at today. And we're going to take some fun pit stops along the way, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's funny how I got started. So I went, I'm, I'm a pharmacist. I went to university of Toledo in Toledo, Ohio, and I had played sports. I had danced and I was bound and determined that I was not going to gain the freshman 15. I was like, <laughs> not happening. And they had this program. We were the Toledo Rockets and it was called um, Rocket Aerobics. And I'm like, sure, you know, let me go. Let me go to this class. It'll be fun. It'll be working out. It's it's aerobics. And this was I'm going to I'm OK. 30 years. Yes, I started this. I went to college when I was 17 and it was Jane Fonda era. It was the big hair, the leotards, the leg warmers. (laughs) So imagine, and imagine this group full of collegiates in this huge rec center um, at that time. And, you know, we're all having the big hair. I mean, you can just, you can just picture it. It was, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. And I was actually in the first row, always in the first row. And there was a group of us who who hit every single class and I got videotaped and they came to me and said, Hey, we need more instructors. It was, it, they actually, my, my freshman year, it was the first year for this program. We need more instructors. Would you audition? And I'm thinking, I'm a pharmacy major. I have a full load, but at the time I was working at the library and I absolutely oh. hated the library. And I'm like, well, sh- yeah, paid to work out. Right. Sign me up. So auditioned, got it. And that embarked my, and, and, and back in the day, people were like, going, Oh my God, no training guys. Back in the day, there was no training. There wasn't, there yeah. wasn't certifications. You know, now I have every single freaking certification under the sun, but back then there was, there, there, there oh, were, yeah. just, it was just coming out. AFA, I think was just coming out. This was 1988. And <laughs> things were just starting. Yeah. Basically back then it was like, Hey, you're in shape. And yeah. yeah hey, like, cause yeah. like, cause I saw that happen a lot on the bodybuilding side too. It's like, yeah, hey, you're, you're a big guy. Like, Hey, come over here and start training people. So makes total sense with the group X side. Like, Hey, you take classes. You look good. You're in here. Obviously you like it. Awesome. You, can, you, you know, an eight count, you know, the beat. Sign her up, right. <laughs> so I taught and then and the University of Toledo was smart. They got a good program going. They certified all of us. They started figuring out that this is the, the wave of the future. And when I left University of Toledo, I became a pharmacist and I did not stop teaching. And I kept teaching and have taught for years, Ivy. Um, and so kind of like the background of where I am today with nutrition was because I was one of those people. This was the 80s the low fat diet craze, um, eat anything you want, as long as it's low fat, fat free. I was always out training a bad diet, Mm. but back then we didn't have the science that we have now back then we didn't have, it was always work out more, eat, eat less. And which we know is now wrong. So all the personal trainers going, no, that's not right. Your cardio, (laughs) you're burning your muscle. Yeah. I know that now. I know that now. (laughs) You didn't know that back when my twenties. So, um, at 29, I busted my, I, 
I blew my back out, had to have back surgery because I was a diagnosed exercise addict. I would teach my classes. I was a personal trainer too. I would teach my classes. I would do my pharmacy work. I would personal train. I would work out with my clients. I know big no, no, but once again, out training, bad diet, exercise addict. And so I would start to learn a little bit about nutrition, but nutrition really has come into its own probably in the last, I would say six to seven years where we're finally getting into the science of human, the human anatomy, the, the chemical reactions that happen in our body, no longer the fads. Well, we'll say the fads are still there, but we're really trying to get rid of the fads. Um, so in my thirties, still teaching, still having a great time, still trying to learn. Um, in my forties, I became a master trainer for two programs. So I trained instructors and I, you know, did that in several different states and, and presented on national conventions. And, you know, for me, I'm personally, freaking perimenopause and menopause hit. And I'm like, wait, whoa, hold up. I'm a pharmacist. I am a nutri, you know, I, I have, I had, I have a ton of nutrition certifications and I teach classes and I lift weights. Why is this affecting me? Why am I gaining weight? Because I, I shouldn't be. What's going on? And I had to find a coach myself. And at that time, it was I was watching other instructors who were going through the same thing as I was, and they had signed up for the Faster Way to Fat Loss program, thinking it's not going to work, thinking it's BS because all these programs out there, a lot of them are just a money grab but I saw the results. And actually I watched them for a year thinking that they would uh, fail. I was watching them fail, hmm. but they didn't. But I'm like, you know what? I'll go ahead and do this. It won't work, but what the hell? It worked. It worked well. I got muscle mass, lost body fat, got rid of the menopause fluff, and then starting really diving down in the science about disease prevention, about why dieting doesn't work, by why dieting back in the day really set me up for failure now. Mm. And then at the same time in my nursing homes, because I'm a geriatric pharmacist, I am seeing younger patients. I'm seeing people in their 40s, in their 50s, all coming in with lifestyle diseases, diabetes. So we're talking about renal failure, um, losing limbs, gangrene, seeing strokes at younger ages, seeing colon cancer at younger ages and being like, whoa, wait a minute. This is bigger than just trying to get in your skinny jeans. This mm. has to be about health. And for us, you know, I'm midlife now, so I'm, I'm over 50. For us in our 50s, we have a we have an opportunity to get, excuse my language, shit together. Mm. And it's that window of opportunity is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And we can either get it together and live our lives with energy and purpose and thrive and live independently, or we go down the same track that we're going and ending up in one of my nursing homes, which is not living. And that's my mission is to, to disrupt that diet, to get people to realize that it's not exercising 24 seven, it's not starving. That hasn't worked for us in the past. Stop doing it. Definition of sanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results doesn't work. So it's time to change. It's time to change the narrative. It really is. It's flipping the script, changing that narrative. So that's so, the short, long story. So I think it's fascinating that you play both sides of the ball, how I see it. Cause once again, fitness is very like, Hey, this is proactive work, right? Versus mm -hmm. the reactive, which is after things happen and you got to go through the medical system and all the, you know, bills and all the things you have to go through. So what's it been like 
playing it from both sides. Cause once again, you're on that other side of like, Hey, here's what happens when you don't care of yourself, but you're also on the front end. Like, how's that impacted you? Well, it's impacted me to realize that one, I'm a pharmacist who doesn't want people on medication and it's helped me as a fitness professional and a certified nutrition coach to say, Hey, these are the disease states you will get. And these are the medications you will, you will take. And I don't, and I, we can get on the Azempic Wagovi train if you want. Those are treatments. They are not cures. And mm. anytime you take a medication, it's a treatment and not a cure. And all those medications have side effects. It's, it's not a win-win. So when we can prevent with the nutrition and the fitness side, put me out of business, put big pharma out of business. You know, I would love just to do full-time coaching. Yeah. That'd be great to get, I would love that we would become a preventative society. Right. And, but having both sides, I can see, I can see also the extreme Mm -hmm. on the fitness and, and the nutrition side too. So I see the extreme that doesn't, it's not healthy either. So what I want is to find that balance in the middle, being like, okay, we can take fitness and nutrition and we can make you healthy. So you're not reliable on medication, on, on our healthcare system that's broken. Yeah. And that's super fascinating. Like that's a really sick superpower. Like I know, obviously like it's sad to see that other end and, yeah. and obviously we want to help them before then, but I'm just thinking about you, like in terms of your business, what you're doing, like you can truly speak authentically to both sides mm-hmm. of that coin. So I would love to hear, like, how have you like infused that from the business side of like marketing, how you communicate with clients from the business side of like leveraging both those sides of the experiences that you have with this? So for my business side, I have, I have a couple different things. I have a website. So I have amykwilson.com. I have a blog that comes out every week and it's a lot of times that there'll be like the, the hot topics, but it's also what is in my niche, what I want to talk about as someone who is in midlife. Um, I do leverage on Facebook. A lot of it's education is just letting people know these are things. And, and yes, I've gotten on my high horse on Zempic and Wagovi and that sometimes is, is it gets shared or somebody asks me questions. It's becoming that subject matter expert mm. that people know that, Hey, I have a question. I'm going to Amy. I know mm. she will know the answer. No BS. No, no. Oh yeah. Medication's great. Go ahead and go on it. They know I'm, they're going to get the right answer. And then I also do leverage Instagram. Not a fan of Instagram, but it's there. <laughs> so I use it. Uh, and then no, also on podcasts. So I'm going on podcasts, educating and, and speaking to those who maybe their parents are aging and they don't want to end up like their parents, or maybe they've had that diagnosis from the doctor and saying, Hey, this is not me. I don't want high cholesterol. I don't want my A1C, which is to show that I have prediabetes or diabetes. And so I'm speaking to those, whether it's in reels, whether it's in static posts on Instagram, same thing with Facebook. And I have my, you know, my, I actually do it on my personal page and my business page, and then speaking to people on my website with, with my blogs. Awesome. So, yeah. So basically you're just establishing yourself as the subject matter expert by helping people by actually helping them first. And as you put it, like no, no BS approach, which I love that. Um, That I've got another question with you sharing that. So obviously there's always been a lot of friction between like fitness professionals and like the medical world, like doctors, Mm -hmm. like the doctors are like, do this. And it's like, dude, that doctor doesn't even exercise. And he's like telling you to do this. So it's like, this like cat and dogs thing. You know what I mean? It's true. 
Yeah. It's true because when I get someone says, well, my doctor or my nurse practitioner said I need to quit carbs and I need to do this. I'm like, okay, um, you, you want to tell me what they look like and how, and, cool. and, and they're like, oh, well, they're totally out of shape. I'm like, so why would you even be taking information right. or advice from them? Well, there's also my favorite. It's like, oh, my doctor said my knees are bad, so I can't do squats. Squats. And it's you like squat every morning when you go to the bathroom, by the way. Yes. You know, so like, so, so what's your best? Cause once again, you play in both worlds. So I think it's fascinating. Yeah. How, what would be your best recommendation and insight for like fit pros listening to this right now? Like not just how to navigate that conversation with the client, but possibly they're like kind of butting heads with their doctor. Like what's the best way for them to navigate through that so they can get the client doing what they need to do. So everyone wins at the end of the day. So what, what you, what as a fit pro, some things to think about. Pharmacists, including myself, nurse practitioners, nurses, doctors get little to no nutrition training in school. Mm. So if a doctor is pro keto, more than likely they're doing it themselves. If if a nurse is pro op Optavia, more than likely she's a distributor. So if they're just doing things that they know of. They haven't gone out and got the certifications they don't really know body mechanics that well. Your physical therapists do, mm -hmm. but your doctors, your nurses don't. So understand that where they're coming from is just their realm of that moment in time. Have a sit down and, and really be no BS with your client. One, find out what medications they're on and what, what the side effects are causing, why they're on it, and what's their goals. If they're cool about taking medication for the rest of their life, then there's really nothing you can do. Right. But if they're coming to you, there's a reason why they're coming well, to you. Most, Find out that reason. Most people yeah. are going to want to get off the medication. Like that's you would think. Yeah, you would think. But some people, you know, we're in the we're in America. There's a pill for that. Mm. So you've and, so you you've actually ran into people that are like, I'll take the pill. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Look, look at, look at Wagovi. Look at, look at Ozempic right now. People are lining up to take an injection that causes a lot, a lot of side effects, including shutting down your whole GI system. Uh-huh. Huh. I thought, I thought that we would start seeing the lawyers in about five years. Hmm. I didn't think we would start seeing the class action lawsuits in five months. Wow. So these are people who are like, you know, that easy button. We want that easy button. We want a pill to take care of everything. It's hard to change. It's, it's hard to learn a new way. The other thing that um, pros have to realize is that, you know, baby steps, don't throw everything at them at one time. They get overwhelmed right. and they're going to go back into what's easy. And that's taking that, that pill and listening to their doctor, who's trying to give them a quick fix. Right. And that's all they're doing. Like lose 20 pounds, stop eating carbs. And, and I give your clients, I would say, I want to say grace, but give them also the, that they know they want to get better. Tell them the steps that they're, that's going to have to occur hmm. and let them, and let them be beside you the entire way. And, and also we're kids. Why? 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 The doctor's not going to tell them why he just, they just want them in the office, out of the office, stop eating carbs. You're going to give them the why, why do you need to eat carbs? Why do you need to lift? Why should you not work out two, three hours a day? Why should you eat protein? Why should you give up your Snickers bar every day? And, and giving them that why 
is, is huge because now they understand it's not just, I got to do this. It's, I now know the background information, what the stuff is doing to my body, how it's reacting with my body and how I can improve and be better in 20 years. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. I've always been a huge believer of teaching people not what to think, but how to think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, because, yeah. it, you know, because like once again, like, yeah, like people hire us for, for our services so that we can help them get in better shape. And a lot of them just keep us because it's very convenient and it makes their life yeah. better. And then you end up becoming a therapist and then they keep you a babysitter. And, yeah. And all those different hats yeah. that we get thrown But I think at the end of the day, like if we're not at least like setting them up for the opportunity to like, hey, if they were to go their own way, they wouldn't revert back. Like they should be able to have that understanding. Like I can carry this moving forward, but obviously we want to build it in such a way where they don't want to leave at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I got a question. So have you ever set up any like relationships with doctors where like you did have like a mutual understanding and actually did like a collaboration with them? I do. I have a couple of doctors and it's mainly just because of referrals. So what's happened is, is that they'll have, they'll have um, somebody that is a mutual client. Like they came to me and all of a sudden their labs are going amazing. We're taking them off medication and they're like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing. And they'll say, Hey, I'm seeing Amy Wilson. She's a pharmacist. And, uh, and then there'll be like some, you know, emails back and forth. Hey, would you mind if I, you know, if I have somebody else, would, would, can I refer them to you? Absolutely. Does it happen all the time? No, but I do have several. And plus, you know, I do work in the nursing homes and there's nurse practitioners and there's doctors that I do work with and they all know me. They all know that I'm in fitness. And, and so that, that helps a little bit too. I also, if if a doctor wants to talk to me, I'm like, bring it on. Let's have a conversation. I'm I'm not going to back away from that conversation. And it's, it, you know, it'll be, it, it'll be a mutual respect on both parts, but a lot of times they just want to know why is this working and what's going on because they weren't given that in school. Well, they also are just happy. It's like, whoa, this person's doing well. And that makes yeah. me look good. So like, once you kind of prove yourself, I found doctors come around once they see like, okay, this person's legitimate and they're helping. And I have several patient. doctors who are clients and several nurse practitioners who are clients. Hey. And so yeah, that helps too. So- yeah. So, so obviously you have an unfair advantage. You have your foot in the door in that, in that world. Right. So, yeah. so yeah. what would be your, what would be your best advice for someone that maybe necessarily doesn't have the advantage that you have of like being able to play on in both roles with that, but they want to be able to foster those relationships and use that in a way to do collaborative work with clients. And obviously that creates a referral network as they go. Well, through so if you have clients and they, you know, of course that client's going to have a general practitioner or somebody who, and a lot of times it is going to be, you need to get in shape. And that's why they came in and saw you start sending reports to the physician. Mm-hmm. So treat it as a medical practice, because if you're sending that's those genius. reports as, okay, so John Smith comes to see you and he came to see you because his high, pre- his, his blood pressure is high. Maybe his A1C pre-diabetes markers are high. And, you know, you're going to put him on a program. Well, whatever program you're going to put him on, you need to email his doctor to let him know that these are the things, these are the medications that you know he's on. Because what's going to happen is that you also, as a, as a trainer, you need to know the side effects of what happens when someone starts to get in shape with medications. Because some would be like, oh, I don't feel good. Or maybe they stand up and they get that, that orthostatic hypertension. 
Well, guess what? Their blood pressure is working too good now. Their blood pressure mm. medication, they need to drop, but you can't do that. I can't do that. But right. that's a letter that you can absolutely fire off to that doctor, an email saying, had John Smith, he had orthostatic hypertension two or three times. Um, I took his blood pressure. These are the readings I received. So you start that collaborative care kind of practice with that with that doctor. So let me ask you this, like, what's the average, like, doctor visits that a typical patient in this realm is like, how often are they actually seeing their physician and checking in? Somebody like that, a diabetes or um, somebody with heart condition, probably every six month at, month at least. Okay. At least. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's genius. Like, if if you just built that into to your training, no matter what, like, hey, I'm going to coordinate with your doctor. And that yeah. just becomes part of how you do things. If you do it the right way, like you're talking about, oh my God, I'm just thinking like, I wish I could go back in time and do that. That's such a good idea. Well, like, and eventually too, it depends on how it's like, you know, even though I live in Louisville, Kentucky, it's big. You're going to get people who go the same practice. Mm. So, the, so the doctor's going to keep seeing that, you know, several, several of his patients go to see you right? and, and like, oh, wait, okay. So maybe next time. Steve Smith comes in and is having this issue. I have patients who see this trainer and are getting good results. Why don't you go see them? Yeah, I could see that working in an online capacity too, though. Yeah, like, and I, I, I'm a virtual coach, so I do get that. Yeah. Oh my God, there's so much opportunity with if you just focus just on that and was very intentional, you could build a vast referral network if you yeah. just were intentional with every single client. Amy, that that's a six figure revenue line right there, easy. Wow. I'm going to have to start doing it more myself. I'm like, wait a minute. I do this. Why am well, I not doing well, it more? My, yeah. my business, yeah. like whenever I stare off to the side, it's like my business brain is going. It's kind of like, I call it my programming face. So whenever yeah. I write workouts, I just do this dead stare. It's like, oh, you're writing workouts. <laughs> I just had a client who sent me, um, her cholesterol was um, over 200. Just got her total cholesterol back. It's 157. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. And, and, and also having that, you know, you need to keep track of those kind of things. If somebody did get off medication, because people are going to say, well, what kind of, what kind of results can I expect? Well, so-and-so here's my client that got X, Y, Z. If you do these things, we can definitely try to, hopefully that's, that's going to be the same thing for you. Yeah. Well, what's fantastic about it is it sounds like you go extremely, what I call deep with your clients versus yes. wide. So like, yeah. Once again, like the standards of what's required of a personal trainer, fit pro, whatever your whatever term you refer to yourself as, um, I believe has increased dramatically. Like we're past the age where I can just do a check in, here's your workouts, or I'm just going to kick your ass three times a week in workouts. Yeah. Like those days are gone, right? People are looking for that mentor and that I'm going to help you in every area. And once again, you can charge more for that. Yeah, but- and I'm going to be... I'm a behavior specialist too. I went and got a behavior certification. So I would highly recommend either diving in that, start with reading Atomic Habits. It's a great book to read yeah, if that's you're a, a trainer, it really is. But getting into that BJ Fogg, getting into that behavior system, because a lot of a lot of our problems as adults, as humans, is our behaviors. Uh-huh. And when you can dial or peel back the onion layers and get to the root cause. And that will help set you up as an amazing trainer, first of all, because they're going to think that you're just, 
just, they're like, oh my gosh, you're telepathic. No, you just know what's going on. Um, but, it, but also it, it, to me, it's a level of caring. And I, and I know there's coaches out there who do group coaches and they don't want to do one-on-one. I offer both. I think there is very much, there's value in the one-on-one. There needs to be people who do one-on-one because you don't get to peel back the layers of the onion unless you talk and know that person. Right. And some people want and need that. Right. And other yeah. people were like, Hey, put me around, surround me with other people that are like-minded yeah. going in the same direction. And that's yeah. totally cool. So yeah. like, I've always been a big proponent of like, I never cared like what package they did or what level it's like, as long as you're at the level that's best for you, everything else is going to take care of itself as we go through this. Yeah. Meet them where they need to be met. Yeah. You know, cause once yeah. again, like you put some people in group, they'll have like an anxiety attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they don't want to, they don't want to pose. They don't want to say anything, but you get them one-on-one. They're amazing. They're like, this is the best program ever. I can't believe I've never done this before, Yeah, but you have, but everybody, we know every human's different you just, and, you, and you have, and you have to embrace that. And, and I know coaches get like, well, this person takes so much time. But they need that. Right. And they and- reached out to you. They reached out to you. So they felt comfortable reaching out to you. So you should feel amazing that they had the courage to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that you were the one that they did it to. Yeah. And just charge accordingly as yeah. you're doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right about the behavior part, though. Like, you know, like all successes and winning and whatever it is you're going after, it's all about the behaviors that you have. And and I also think about with online coaching, you know, I'll never forget when the pandemic or scandemic, as I call it, first happened. Um, everyone's like, I got to go online. So I saw every trainer like just trying to literally model what they did in person, like, hey, get on camera and I'm going to like watch you yeah. exercise. And I'm like, that's not really how the online works. That's not really like, they don't need you to like stare at them through a camera. Like it's really about coaching and shifting their mindset and Mm -hmm. getting the right behaviors in place is how you do that online. You know? So I've, I've watched a lot of coaches go through that learning curve, which I went through that learning curve too, because you don't know what you don't know. You're like, I'm just, how do I spot you? It's like, you don't. (laughs) Right. 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 That's how that works. So I, so that book, I think is a great recommendation. Um, And the behaviors, like the better communicator you can become and the better coach you can be on dialing in those behaviors that not not only Mm. will make you successful online, but obviously it'll tremendously enhance your in-person. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, you know, when you can create those connections, you get raving fans. And then that's what, you know, I didn't talk about the referrals, but 90% of my business is referrals. Mm. and and to me that's the best because that means somebody trusts their relatives their friends whatever to to me and think highly enough of me that i do a good job that they're going to refer well yeah yeah yeah, that's the best it's a testament because like you got to do a lot to to get referrals now like before like the standards i feel were lower to get referrals but with so much competition and expectations and all these different things to get to that point where people are just naturally bringing people in, it means you've got the the, the secret sauce on that experience that you're giving them. So it's not just yeah. results, but like uh, you're making them feel a certain type of way. Yeah. And you know what you, we all know when you make somebody feel important, feel great, that's what they take with them, that right. feeling. And, and you get raving fans. 
Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Uh, well, I think this is a perfect segue to my next question. So like, so over this 30 year journey, which is so funny, like I know there's so many things, like we could probably spend like a two hour episode going over the actual 30 years. So you did a great job summarizing that. Um, but what would you say has been like the most like pivotal moment for you? Like throughout that 30 years, like what was that one like destiny defining moment that you went through that really put you on path to where you're at today? You know, you would think it would be me blowing my back out, but it wasn't. And that's, you know, that you think that's a life changing. Yeah, I was right back at being an exercise addict after I was done. <laughs> um, honestly, the pivotal moment was me getting a coach. The pivotal mm. moment was me saying, I can't do what I'm doing myself is not working anymore. And realizing that I was the one who needed help. I was the one. And that was definitely the pivotal moment that. I just kind of jumped all in and said, okay, I'm going to learn a new way. I'm going to, even though I'm a pharmacist, I'm a nutrition coach with other stuff and I'm a fitness professional and I shouldn't know it all that I'm going to, I'm going to be the student. And mm -hmm. I think that was pivotal because that has changed the course of where I, where I was. I was a um, group fitness director at that time. I was teaching 15 classes a week. Um, and then of course that's when COVID hit. So it was, it was, all these things just kind of lined up at the same time. And it definitely was reaching out and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to start this program. And seriously, I thought it was a six week challenge. And I always tell people now that if you're signing up for something for a six week challenge, don't do it. It has to be something that's sustainable for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Uh, but you know, that's, that was my pivotal moment. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's funny, like as I've gotten older and, um, you know, you start looking at your time differently, especially as you're building a business, like your time gets less, right? Because you get yeah. busier and more things to manage. So a way that I had a mentor share, put it in perspective to me was like, what's the value of your time? And, you mm -hmm. know, do you want to spend time having to think about things and come up with things or do you want to put the right people in place or systems or processes, whatever that is, so that you can focus on the things that matter most? And for me, like, you know, once again, I'm I'm not 30 years, but I'm 15 years, you know, being in this industry. And you no, know, it's not a lack of like not knowing, but I reached a point where I was like, I don't want to have to worry about what I'm going to do and and push myself to do that. So I hired a trainer. Where I just show up and I go kick my ass for an hour. <laughs> just tell me what to do. And then I'm in and I'm out and I'm moving on with my day. So like, it was kind of buying that peace of mind and one less open browser tab to say in my brain of activities I have to worry about, then I can yeah. dedicate that energy to the things that I'm intentionally wanting to grow and build. Yeah. And it's amazing when you get that outside help and that outside perspective and you know, I'm a trainer, but I use the Fast Way of Fat Loss platform and I use their workouts. So I don't have to think about it. I can get my workout and, and do, and they'll do something different. I'm like, why the hell didn't I think about that? You know, right? it, it maybe might just, it might just be a certain angle or a certain time or attention. And I'm like, damn, I should Okay, next class, I'll be doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You get inspiration, yeah. and then you can put that brain power to other more difficult tasks, and you could just show exactly. up and, think and move on. So I think it's great. I'm a, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so awesome. So so let me ask you this then, Amy. Like, so if you could go back and do one thing differently over these past 30 years, what would it be and why? Mm. See, that one's a hard one because there's several. One <laughs> is it's like, you know, but the thing is, I look back when I was in my 20s, we didn't know better. I didn't know that that not doing so much cardio was going to blow my back out. I had no idea. Um, so that'd been one. If I could tell my, you know, what would you tell your younger self was that you can't out exercise bad diet, can't mm -hmm. do it, quit doing so much cardio. 
um, it's, it's setting you up for failure in your later years with your thyroid, with everything else. Um, the other thing I would was switched when I was doing master training, I was also their nutrition coach and I got, just got burned out. And when I became a student or a client of the fast way, I wasn't open to coaching and I wish I would have jumped into the coaching platform much earlier. Uh, and it was just because I was like, eh, I'm done with coaching. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And now I look back going, you know, I was telling all my friends about it. I was coaching anyway. I should have just, just did it. I should have mm. just went for the certification and just started. Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that. So I so I got my degree in sports medicine, nice four-year uh, degree piece of paper that I was supposed yeah. to use to become a physical therapist, um, decided that I was going to lose my mind if I did that. So I went and got uh, a job at Gold's Gym where I did my internships. So I worked for free for three months. They yeah. gave me a job. So basically $60,000 to where I could have paid $500 for a piece of paper and started four years sooner. So that's the one thing I would do differently is not yeah. go to college. <laughs> Insight is always 2020. Always right? 2020. No, don't get me wrong. I had a damn good time in college. It was great. Yeah. And I did very well. Uh, but, yeah. you know, once again, I also wouldn't have known that I didn't want to be a physical therapist until was, I took that yeah. one semester class. I was like, yeah, this sounds awful. Um, not interested. <laughs> As I was going through this. Anyway. Um, so awesome. Well, let's do this, Amy. I think this has been a great episode. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, we're going to hit our rapid fire questions. These are completely random. There's no rhyme or reason. They're just meant to be fun. Only stipulation I have is you can't think, you just got to answer. Okay. All right, cool. You ready? Let's do this. All ready. right. If you had to describe the color purple to a blind person, how would you do it? It's dark and warm and cuddly at the same time. Oh, I love that question. Fantastic. That's a pretty good answer. Uh, second question. If you had to guess what space smelled like, what would it smell like? Absolutely nothing. Could be. We don't know. <laughs> I had someone else on the other day. They're a bodybuilder and they said eggs. I'm like, you would pick a protein. <laughs> the Star Trek fan. I watch Star Trek all the time. So I'm, I'm thinking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Third question. If you had to choose between a shake weight and a thigh master to use for your client programming with all of your clients moving forward, which one would it be and why? Stir hands down. Which one? Thigh master. The thigh, interesting. Why the thigh master? I've seen too many parodies with the shake weight. <laughs> and since I have a lot of female clients. That's amazing. <laughs> so Suzanne, Suzanne Summers, we all know, in my age group, we all know Suzanne Summers. We all know right, that thigh master. Right. So I'll, I'll share a quick little funny story. So I we had a shake weight. One of our clients gave like one of the trainers I was uh, that was at the gym I was running a, a shake weight. It was like a joke. So I made a bet with that trainer. I was like, I bet there's no way you can incorporate that into a workout and actually get your client to like take you seriously. He goes right on. I'll take that bet. So, so he's out there. He's got this clown. Never forget his name's Bob, older guy, like 67 years old. And he's out there. And I see Mark was the name of the trainer. And he, I see him demonstrating like 
the shake weight motion like this and he's got a straight face and i'm trying so amy i'm trying so hard not to laugh because i'm just like circling around him and i'm just watching the client just like stare i'm like is this guy serious right now and i shit you not like two minutes later i saw bob doing this movement right here and then all of a sudden we all look at him and start laughing and bob slams the shake weight down goes you sons of bitches (laughs) we all start laughing and I go to Mark, I go, dude, how'd you talk him into doing it? He goes, I told him that we need the, the, the warm up his stabilizer muscles around his rotator cuff. It was like breaking down the science, like selling uh-huh. why he was doing the shake <laughs> So pretty sure that client has some trust issues after that. But we had a great laugh with that. Like we use that tool just to mess with people. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. Last and final question. This one, this one's actually a serious one. This was my favorite one. Um, if you could have a billboard that said anything that you wanted to say, and every man, woman, and child is going to see this around the globe, what would it say? Food is the most powerful medicine. Mm. Well, that's it, folks. Mic drop. Well, I think that's fantastic, Amy. Um, what's the best way for people to follow you, get all the things and connect with you on social media? And I'll make sure I put all the stuff in the show notes for those two. Yeah. So you can get all my social medias. Um, you can go to my website, which is amykwilson.com. Do not forget the K because you won't believe how many Amy Wilsons there are in the United <laughs> States. It's, it's crazy. So it's amykwilson.com. If you, uh, if you look at C and says connect, You'll see my Facebook, my Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, and feel free to, if you want to send, shoot me a message or set up a, a 30-minute f- um, phone call, absolutely. And then I have a download that you can go to amykwilson.com slash podcast and get a free download. Awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your time and your treasure. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this episode. This has been great. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, for y'all tuning in, make sure you go out there, be like Amy Wilson, and go get what you're worth, baby. Yeah. Hey, before you go, if you got value from this episode, don't forget to smash that subscribe button and don't forget to join our Facebook community, Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. I'll have the link down in the show notes. Oh, and one last thing don't forget to go out there and get what you're worth. Yeah.